Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Three, two, one. But I've worked it out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreit is in, on the everybody. phone. Welcome in, episode 694 for the podcast of the Shooting American Sports Podcast presented by Bedford Sportsbook. It is Tuesday, December 6th. 2022 people i hope everybody's doing well i hope everybody is having a great day and we have a surprisingly loaded tuesday episode of the Aaron tour sports podcast here is what you need to know about today's show we're going to open in a place that i did not think i was going to open we are talking heisman finalists they were named on monday night and boy oh boy do i think those heisman voters got it dead wrong we're going to discuss who should be there who isn't there and why i am like insanely frustrated right from there we will go back to our new favorite spot boulder colorado i might as well just set up a studio in boulder because i'm going to be talking dion a lot you saw that introductory speech to his team you saw some of the things that he said people got fired up i loved it i'm going to tell you why from there we will wrap Monday was the day that the transfer portal opened and it was crazy. We're going to talk a lot of portal over these coming days. And what I want to do is just spend a few minutes telling you what happened Monday, all of the big pieces of news, all that good stuff. By the way, at the end of the Dion segment, we may do a minute on Scott Satterfield. Thought it was weird. Louisville to Cincinnati. Don't really know what to make of that. Uh, but that is the show for today. Heisman, uh, Heisman finalists. Colorado with Deion Sanders, and of course, the transfer portal. Before we get started, a couple quick things. One, speaking of transfer portal, make sure you are following our transfer portal tracker at Aaron Torres Online. All you got to go, Aaron Torres Online, pinned at the top of the page. All of the late-breaking news in the portal. Who's committed? Who's signing? Who's entered the portal? All that good stuff. Uh, and also, follow CFB Transfers on Twitter. Also, Speaking of announcements, one, we have surpassed 15K on YouTube. Thank you, guys and girls, for your support. If you have not subscribed to that page, make sure to do so. And finally, the Aaron Torres Merchandise Store is open. Get your last-minute holiday gifts there. Do not wait. New shipments in of all of our stuff. Make sure to do that. With that said, though, let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day, I'll just tell you straight up. It is the Heisman Trophy finalists. They were announced Monday night. And I'll just be blunt. I don't think I have ever really talked Heisman finalists 
on this show? Because in general, I just don't think it's a topic that's very interesting, right? We all watch college football. We all love college football. If you did not love college football, you would not be listening to this show. And so to me, by the time we get to this time of year, there's really a couple things about the Heisman that doesn't really warrant discussing who is going to New York for the ceremony. One, we generally know who's going to win that bad boy, right? Most years, it is pretty clear, it is pretty obvious by the final weekend, Joe Burrow, Johnny Manziel, uh, last year with Bryce Young, it's just a formality once you get to a certain point. And in general, I'm not really going to get upset and worked up. Like when I get angry on this show, which I'm about to get angry in about 30 seconds, uh, I, I, I can't generally get angry about the sixth guy being left home and should the sixth guy have been the fifth guy and like... In general, that's just not who I am and not what I get fired up about. With that said, to go to this year, though, I thought the Heisman was going to be interesting this year because it appeared as though no one really ran away with it, but Caleb Williams was going to win the Heisman. I have no fundamental issue with that. But really, what was intriguing to me about the Heisman was I thought it was going to be cool because I thought it would be a nice celebration for guys who had really good seasons but generally just came up a little bit short, right? I don't think Max Duggan is going to win it from TCU, but I thought he's going to be in New York, celebrate him, get ready for the, 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 the college football playoff. But then beyond that, two guys who did so much for their teams, I thought would, would it, New York would be a nice celebration for them. Blake Corm from Michigan, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. And so I bring all this up. I bring it up as an introduction to say this. On Monday night, the Heisman Trophy finalists came out. Caleb Williams is going to be there. Okay, cool. He should be, and he's going to win it. Uh, Max Duggan's going to be there. Okay, cool. Excited to see him there. He deserves every accolade that he gets. Then it's Stetson Bennett. Okay, you know, I guess that's okay. And then C.J. Stroud is named the fourth finalist to go to New York. Those who will not be there, Hendon Hooker and Blake Corn. And so let me just, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to bury the lead. Let me get right to exactly where I want to be. Heisman Trophy winners. You should be embarrassed and you should be ashamed. And frankly, if you didn't have Hennon Hooker and Blake Corm in your top four, you should have your vote revoked. And I'm not Mr. Cancel Everybody Guy and get all mad and get all worked up. But if you love college football and you follow college football and you watch as many games as you can over the course of a 13, 14 week season, there is no way you can watch those two players and say that they don't belong in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Not saying they should win it over Caleb Williams, but there's no way they should not be there. And so let's get into it. Let's start with Hendon Hooker, because to me, Hendon Hooker is one of the best stories I can ever remember in college football. I think everybody knows it by now, but he was at Virginia Tech. He got beat out by a guy named Braxton Busmeyer, who uh, Buxmeyer, I think is his name, who not only uh, eventually lost the job, he transferred to San Diego State this year, okay? So Hennon Hooker loses the job. He comes to Tennessee. He doesn't even win the job at Tennessee. Instead, it goes to Joe Milton. Middle of the second game last year, he gets in. He never gives back that job. He was awesome last year. Tennessee exceeded all logical expectations in year one of the Josh Heupel era. And then in year two, it just blew up. Okay. We all saw the games. We all watched, but Hendon Hooker was unbelievable this season when he was on the field. And so it would be one thing if he had a cool story, but this guy had the numbers to back things up on the season. Hendon Hooker finished with a 70% completion percentage. Hendon Hooker 
finished with 27 touchdowns and two interceptions thrown. Hendon Hooker deserves to be in New York. And here's the thing. It's not only that Hendon Hooker put up a lot of big stats. It's that he put up the stats in the games that mattered that elevated Tennessee as an entire football program. Here's what Hendon Hooker did in the biggest games of the season for Tennessee against Alabama. Maybe you remember that game. First win Tennessee's had over Alabama in forever. Hendon Hooker finishes with 385 yards passing, five touchdowns, one interception. Against LSU, they get out to a big lead, so he doesn't have to be great and throw the ball a million times, but 239 yards, two touchdowns. Florida the week before, 22 of 28, 349 yards in a five-point win. And oh, by the way, in an early game against Pitt that went to overtime, 325 yards and two touchdowns. And so to me, part of what makes the Tennessee, let me, re, let me even rephrase that. You can't tell the Tennessee story of this season of 10 and two on the brink of the playoff, the number one seed in the first college football playoff poll without Hendon Hooker played his best in his biggest games, elevated an entire program. And so the idea that he is not being rewarded for that with, with a trip to New York is embarrassing and it's abominable, okay? I just think it is so inexcusable. It is so unexplainable. This kid was not only such a good story, but he elevated his team in the biggest games. And I'll be honest, this is part of it too. People sit there and say, well, they lost to South Carolina. Well, they didn't lose to South Carolina because of Hendon Hooker. South Carolina scored 63 points on the Tennessee defense. Does Hendon Hooker play linebacker? Does he play safety? Does he play defensive end or defensive tackle? No, he doesn't. And as a matter of fact, I'll tell you something else. The Heisman Trophy voters have actually had a situation like this before. In other words, in 2018, that was the year Tua was running away with it and Kyler Murray came back and won it in the final few weeks. And what the Heisman Trophy voters basically said was, we have to vote for this guy. He has been, we have to put him in because his team, he not only puts up great stats, his team needs every single one of those points. And without him, this would not be anything close to a playoff team. And so we're giving him the award. So if the argument is the defense gives up a lot and he lost a couple games he shouldn't have, well, the Heisman Trophy voters have already proven that they're willing to give it to a guy based on the stats he puts up because his defense is so bad. I'm not saying he should get it. I would vote for Caleb Williams. But I actually thought in some ways when Caleb Williams struggled against Utah, now we know he had a busted hamstring and a busted pinky. I thought when he struggled, I thought Hendon Hooker might come back to win and he's not even going to New York. Beyond that, Blake Corum, Michigan. We all watch Michigan all year. We all know that for whatever reason, Jim Harbaugh did not want to unleash J.J. McCarthy. That's a big reason I was worried about Michigan against Ohio State. I said, wait a second now, no Blake Corum. I don't know if J.J. McCarthy can go out and beat Ohio State without Blake Corum. That's because Blake Corum was that good. 1,400 yards, top 10 in rushing nationally. And remember, he did not play his final two games of the season. 1,400 yards in just over 11 games? Are you kidding me? And then, oh, by the way, the game he gets hurt, he has 108 yards. 162 yards against Nebraska. How about this? A school record 243 yards against Iowa. And so why I bring this up 
is because like Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker had Tennessee on the brink of the college football playoff until he got hurt, until the defense let him down. Michigan probably is not in the college football playoff conversation without Blake Corum. And so to me, ultimately, that is why I'm frustrated. Because to me, the Heisman, okay, who wins it, who loses it, who whatever, who this, who that. Here's my thing, though. To me, the Heisman Trophy, I believe, what it should be, it should be the, the most outstanding player, okay? But the people that should be there, you, sh- you, you should put the people there that you cannot tell the story of college football in that specific season without that person, okay? Now, Stetson Bennett is the quarterback of the number one team in the country, and this is no disrespect to Stetson Bennett. He's got a lot of help around him. He's got the the Darnell Washington, the tight end. He's got the best offensive line maybe in college football outside of maybe Michigan. He's got weapons all over the field. He's got three or four great running backs. C.J. Stroud, don't even get me started on him. I don't want to be mean to C.J. Stroud. Biggest game of the year, was not good. Two interceptions against Michigan. Hasn't Doesn't win big games. Like C.J. Stroud, the biggest games of his career. 0-2 against Michigan. Uh, struggled against Penn State this year. So the point I'm trying to make, you cannot tell the story of this college football season without the name Hendon Hooker. You can't tell it without Blake Corn. Now, you can't tell it without Ohio State, but is C.J. Stroud really the reason that Ohio State is there? I think it's a sum of the parts, right? So, again, I'm not trying to belabor the point. I wish we could invite all six guys. I just think it's an absolute embarrassment that Hendon Hooker is not in New York. And I'll be honest, I think it's an embarrassment that Blake Corum is not in New York as well. Disappointed in the Heisman Trophy voters. I just don't think they did a very good job. And I think they let down two young men that absolutely deserve to be in New York. All right. Didn't think I'd get that fired up on the opening segment of the Air Tours pod. Yet here we are. So I'm going to do, going to take a quick break. Speaking of fired up, did you see what Deion Sanders said to his team in their first meeting a few days ago, Sunday when he got in? He said something very interesting. The internet got fired up, and I'm going to tell you why the internet is wrong, why Dion is right. Take a quick break. Be right back. All right, we're getting back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. By now, I've told you all about them. Started in 1967 in the UK, over 50 years one of the most credible, reputable, and well-established sports books overseas. Well, they have come to the United States and made a major splash here stateside. Not only are they the presenting sponsor of Aaron Torres Media, but also the Denver Broncos, the Colorado Rockies, the Cincinnati Bengals. And what I love about Betfred, they do more for their betters than any sports book out there, okay? I've told you before, but I'm going to keep telling you. Cincinnati Bengals games, that Betfred suite is hopping. Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. We've sent listeners of this podcast to Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. Listen, uh, listeners and, and, and people have thrown out, Betfred betters have thrown out first pitches at Colorado Rockies games on and on. Betfred bar crawls in Arizona. I'm telling you, this company does more for its betters than anybody. And here is what they are doing for you today. You can bet 50 on any game, full game, NFL, college basketball, whatever you want to bet on. Bet 50, get 250 in free bets. That's courtesy of the Betfred Sportsbook. Just for listeners of the Aaron Torres pod, visit the Betfred Sportsbook right now and take advantage of this offer. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am back. Good to be back. Good to be back. I do want to switch gears. And I do want to hit on a topic that we have hit on quite a bit here on the Aaron Torres pod over really the last five or six weeks. And a topic that I suspect we are going to hit on quite a bit going forward over the next five or six weeks. And that is Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. Now, this was a topic that we hit on all throughout the coaching carousel. Deion Sanders, where could he land? Where where would he end up? Where would he be a natural fit? He was coaching at Jackson State. On Sunday, it becomes official. And on Monday's show, we talked a lot about a lot of different things. We talked about why I think it's a great fit, why I don't blame him for leaving Jackson State, why I believe he is going to have a ton of success, why this is great for Colorado, the Pac-12, college football in general. So that is what has happened. We are certainly going to be talking about him going forward because of the transfer portal and recruiting. But what I want to hit on on today, on Tuesday's show, is pretty straightforward. Because Deion Sanders, in less than 24 hours, as Colorado's head coach, oh, he's already making headlines. He's already making people uncomfortable. And to be blunt, He's sort of kind of pissing people off, and I love every second of it. What happened, you ask? You're probably thinking to yourself, well, here's what happened. Deion Sanders gets introduced on Sunday, and because it's 2022, right, like everything that happens in this world, there's a camera there. And obviously, look, he's trying to build the brand, get people excited. And so Deion Sanders and the Colorado uh, uh, social media staff decided that they were going to put out a clip from his first meeting with the team. I want to read you some of the quotes, the quotes that came out via that first meeting, because boy, oh boy, did Deion Sanders not hold back what his thoughts are on the state of the program, the players that are in the program, and what his plans are going forward. Here's what Deion Sanders said to his team. I'm going to read the quote verbatim. He said, we got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my own luggage with me, and it's Louie, okay? So the reference, of course, is I'm bringing some of my players with me. The reference to luggage is players. And when he says Louis, I'm not very smart, but I think he's talking Louis Vuitton. In other words, I'm bringing some big-time players with me, so you boys better get ready, okay? He continued. He said, ain't going to be no more the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. He continued, I'm coming. And when I get there, it's going to be changed. So I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in that portal and do whatever you're going to get because the more of you jump into the portal, the more room you make because we bring kids that are smart and tough. 
boy, oh boy, oh boy, did Deion Sanders deliver a message in about three paragraphs. And of course, because it's social media, people started to get upset and oh my goodness, he's forcing these players to leave and we should feel so bad and bleeding hearts and let's shed tears for all of these players. But I'll be blunt. I love the message from Deion Sanders. And I think as usual, as with most stuff on social media, I think a lot of people completely misunderstood the message. I don't think the message was largely what Dion was actually trying to say. And I think when you kind of get what he was trying to say, I think you have no problem with it. And that's on, on top of the fact that you probably should have no problem with it anyway, because if we recorded every meeting between every player and every, co- every coach, every coach and every new, uh, new coach and players, it could get a lot worse than that. But in terms of this one specifically, here is why I had no problem. Because again, I think it was largely misconstrued. Now, to be clear, he did tell some players, some of you are going to have to jump in the portal, okay? And so there's no kind of ducking that or avoiding that or pretending it didn't happen. And I do think, like, if Dion had his druthers, I'm guessing that he would probably be very happy if a lot of those players left Colorado. Why is that? Because let's be blunt, they're not very good. Colorado went 1-11 and this year. They were probably the worst team in the Power Five. And so, yes, Dion did say, some of y'all need to get into the portal because you're not going to play here. Personally, I have no problem with that, and I will tell you why. It is because that is a message that literally 130 other FBS coaches are delivering right now to their teams and to their players. Now, not all of them are recorded. Not all of them are broadcast. But if you paid attention to the portal on Monday, like I told you to, like we just discussed a minute ago, you know that it was crazy. And if you look at most of the players that are entering the portal, it's not the five stars. It's not the DJs. It's not the Spencer Sanders. It's not the uh, Dorian Singers from Arizona. It's mostly back end of the bench guys that aren't playing anyway. Alabama, as an example, they already have 10 guys that are in the transfer portal from this year's team. Now, one of them's a starter, but the rest of them, you know what they are? Guys that were never going to play anyway, guys that were problems, guys that were already kicked off of the team. And so if Nick Saban's doing it, of course, Deion Sanders is going to do it. By the way, on top of that, I have heard of programs like good teams that are probably going to have 20, 25, 30 players hit the portal this year. And so I have no problem with Deion Sanders saying some of you guys need to get in the portal. Some of you guys aren't good enough because that's literally a conversation that every single coaching staff in America is having with players right now. And by the way, I hate to tell you everybody that gets upset. I think, frankly, players are kind of receptive to that. I think players appreciate honesty of, you know what? You're probably not big enough, fast enough, strong enough. You can stay here, but the likelihood of you getting on this field is not very good. I know that, you know, listen, I wasn't a very good player in my day. I know I would have appreciated a coach telling me that. And so one, I don't think the players really had a problem with it, but two, and this is the important part. I don't necessarily think that Dion's overall message actually means what you think it means. And what do I mean by that? Well, listen to that second part of the message. Everyone's focused on him telling players, you got to hit the portal. There's no room for you here. Here is what he said. The second part of the message. And I'm going to read it again. He said, ain't going to be no more the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. What is Dion saying right there? Because to me, I believe that's the crux of the message. And what Dion is saying in that moment, in this second, is this. You guys have been doing things a certain way here 
since you've been here and since before any of y'all even got here. And it isn't good enough. These students deserve better. This fan base, this alumni base, this school, this university, anyone that has ever had any affiliation with this school deserves better than what you're than what you're putting out right now. And so you're either going to get on board with us or you have to get out. And so to me, I have no problem with Dion's comments because that's a great message. First of all, it is a message that every new coach gives to every team when he arrives, right? As a matter of fact, you know who I've seen give this message before? It's Deion Sanders when he went to Jackson State. When Deion Sanders went to Jackson State, and I've talked about it before on this show, Barstool Sports did a great like eight-part documentary on his first season at Jackson State. It was during COVID. But I was blown away because in his first team meeting at Jackson State, he said the same thing. He said, some of you guys, you're not cut out for this. Not because you're not good people, not because you're not good football players. But are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to go to classes? Are you willing to stay out of trouble? Are you willing to stay in on Friday nights? Are you willing not to chase girls? Are you willing not to, you know, smoke this and drink that when the focus needs to be football? And he said, like, some of you guys just aren't committed enough and you got to go. And that is the same message that he is delivering here. And so actually the message not only is not what you think it is, it's actually the exact opposite. It is that I have had success. I know what it takes to win at the highest level. And you're either going to get with me or you're going to get out. I'm not saying it's the Bo Schembechler or those who stay will be champions. But what Dion's saying is your way doesn't work. You guys aren't committed enough. You guys, and in some cases, yes, you guys aren't good enough, but you're not committed enough. You're not working hard enough. You're not whatever. You're not lifting hard enough. You're not getting up early enough. You're not staying up late enough. You're not focused enough academically. You're spending too much time partying. And those are things that we are not going to tolerate here because it's been tolerated for too long and you're embarrassing your team and you're embarrassing your school and you're embarrassing your family. And so for anybody that has any problem with Dion saying it, you're missing the message or like those, some of those Colorado football players, not all of them, but like some of them, you're part of the problem. You've accepted mediocrity in your life. Somebody has allowed you to accept mediocrity in your life. You're not doing the things that you need to do to be the best you can be, to compete at the highest level, to have the highest level of success. That is what Deion Sanders is saying. Again, listen to the message. Ain't going to be no more the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for 20 plus years. The message isn't you guys got to get out of here because you're losers. The message is you guys aren't working hard enough And we are going to hold you to the highest standard. And again, it goes back to a lot of what Dion said in his introductory press conference. He said, I'm not, when people got mad at him for leaving Jackson State, he said, I'm not here to help just a group of 85 guys. I'm here to help all young people, different races, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, guys and girls. And that's essentially what he's saying. I am going to hold you to the highest level and you are either going to get with us or or you are going to move on. So as usual, in the least surprising news ever, Social media misinterpreted what Dion said, but to be clear, I have absolutely no problem with it. And as a matter of fact, I absolutely loved it. I loved the fact that Dion, as the kids say, he kept it real. He kept it a hundred. And I think that's the message that frankly, these Colorado football players need right now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back Bracket Fanatics, the sponsor of our Aaron Torres Pod NFL Pick'em Challenge. By now, I've told you all about Bracket Fanatics. I have worked with Bracket Fanatics multiple times for the NCAA tournament. This year, they decided to come to the NFL space created a pick'em challenge and they are taking care of listeners of the Aaron Torres sports podcast. If you want to get involved, here's what you got to do. Go to bracketfanatics.com. Okay. Bracketfanatics.com. Just the way it sounds. Click the join bracket tab. Once you join bracket, the bracket name that you want to enter is Torres question. You might be asking yourself, why do I want to enter it? Well, it's easy because bracket fanatics is taking care of you. Bracket fanatics is giving out a hundred dollar weekly winners. Every single week, you log in, BracketFanatics.com, join Bracket, Bracket Name Tours. Every single week, all you got to do, pick every single game, and the person who has the most wins in any week gets $100 cash, courtesy of Bracket Fanatics. Last week, it was KB22. I actually spoke to KB22 over the weekend. Congrats to KB22. He won week 12. We will announce week 13 later this week. But you're probably sitting there saying to yourself, what else, Torres? Is there more? Absolutely there is because Bracket Fanatics is actually giving out a $1,000 season-long cash prize. A $1,000 season-long cash prize, Bracket Fanatics. So again, BracketFanatics.com, join Bracket, Bracket name Torres, $100 weekly winners, $1,000 season-long cash prize. Now, obviously, it is week 13. It's getting late in the year, but it's not too late to sign up. You think you can make up some ground? Go ahead and do it. BracketFanatics.com, join Bracket, Bracket name Torres, $100 weekly winners, $1,000 season-long cash prize. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, everybody. I'm back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Final segment of the show. So good to be back. And I do want to wrap. With really what was kind of a historic day in college sports circles on Monday. And what do I mean by that? Well, the transfer portal over the last two or three years, it has truly become just a thing in college football, right? In college basketball, too. We talk about it a lot in the spring with college basketball. We talked about it a lot last fall with Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler and Quinn Ewers here on the Aaron Torres pod. 
At the same time, though, there has been some alteration to the transfer portal. And so the new rules state that you can't enter the portal. You can only enter the portal, excuse me, in two very distinct times of the year. Once right after the season and once right after spring practice or for sports that aren't football, just the spring semester kind of towards the end. And so I bring it up because Monday was a historic day in college football because for the first time since the summer, the transfer portal reopened. In other words, players could enter their name in the transfer portal. And this is just like a feeding feeding frenzy, okay? The day was crazy. The reports were over a 1,000 players entered the transfer portal. I don't know if it's 1,100, 1,400, 1,600, whatever. But basically, picture your favorite college football coach like a bear at the edge of the river in Alaska, just trying to catch salmon jumping out of the water. That was your football coach on Monday as he's trying to catch a D lineman there, a cornerback there, a safety there, a quarterback there. And so what I want to do is really just kind of go through everything that happened on Monday. And what I suspect is we will be doing quite a few of these updates over the course of the rest of the month because the portal is open for about a month. Then it closes up. Players have to make their decision by then. I want to get to some of the big news and notes items of the day. Let's get to some of the marquee players who are in the portal. Like I said, 1,400 or so, I don't, that, that number is, it's over 1,000. We're not going to get to all of them. But uh, probably the biggest name player, the player that everybody is most familiar with, DJ Uyleganlele from Clemson, okay? By this point, everybody knows DJ's story. Former five-star quarterback, uh, committed to play at Clemson three years ago, was forced into action as a true freshman for Trevor Lawrence when Trevor Lawrence got COVID. Remember those days when he tested positive for COVID, he couldn't play college football. Well, DJ has been the starter the last two years, and unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out, okay? Last year, nine touchdowns, 10 interceptions. It was just a disaster. To his credit, he did get better this year. 22 touchdowns, nine interceptions. The the completion percentage is a little bit higher than it was. And to his credit, there were a couple games that he won for them, most notably the Wake Forest game when he was phenomenal in the second half. But at the end of the day, he just wasn't good enough, especially late in the year. Probably his worst performance as a Clemson Tiger, at least this year, was in that South Carolina game. Eight of 29 passing, 99 yards. They lose the game. They get knocked out of the playoff. He gets benched in the ACC championship game. Cade Klubnick, the freshman, comes in. Dabo says that Cade Klubnick is the starter going forward. And so it appeared to be a matter of if not when DJ decided to leave. Well, on Monday, he was one of hundreds who made it official, and now it becomes maybe the most interesting story in the transfer portal, right? Because this kid is a former five-star. The tools are through the roof, but it just did not click at Clemson. And so the question becomes, was it DJ? Was it the coaching staff? Was it some combination of the two? And if not, if it was Clemson, if it was the coaching staff there, remember they had a new offensive coordinator this year, Tony Elliott, the former offensive coordinator, left to take the head coaching job at Virginia. Well, if it was the coaching staff, the question now becomes, is he salvageable? And more importantly, like, who wants to take a chance on a kid with all these tools and all these upside, all this upside, where it just hasn't clicked for him? Now, in terms of where he could go, I will tell you on Friday, there was a report he is from Southern California, originally uh, uh, Orange County area, I believe. And the report was that he could end up going out back west 
to either UCLA or USC. Now, to me, I think USC is probably out of the question, right? They have Caleb Williams coming coming back next year. Malachi Nelson, a true freshman, is coming in. And so to me, I don't know that it really makes sense to go someplace where there is certainly no path to a starting job next year. But maybe even more importantly, who knows if there's even a starting job after Caleb Williams leaves. UCLA is an interesting one, right? Because I think on one hand, I could see it. Chip Kelly, um, you know, the, 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 the offensive guru from a different generation. This team had a ton of success. And I do to this success this year going nine and three. They do need a starting quarterback. And I do think the system kind of fits DJ skills, right? A lot of running, a lot of read option, all that stuff. But at the same time, I could also just see Chip Kelly saying, I have better options. There are better opportunities. I don't want to put all of next year on this kid's shoulders. So if it isn't UCLA, I would say it's probably going to be another West Coast school. Oregon will need a quarterback. Arizona State needs a quarterback with their new head coach, Kenny Dillingham. Those are schools to keep an eye on. Uh, And what I would also say with DJ, there is a very interesting twist with him. And this was some of the stuff that came out late last week when it was reported that he would leave Clemson. The report is that this isn't the report part, but he has a younger brother named Mateo, who is a five-star defensive line prospect in this high school class that is a senior class right now, the class of 2023. And the report is that DJ and Mateo are a package deal. And so if that's the case, that makes things that much more interesting. One, I think it probably eliminates some schools that are recruiting Mateo because I know Ohio State is deep in on Mateo. I don't think they want DJ. Um, But at the same time, maybe it opens the door for somebody who isn't maybe going to get Mateo to say, you know what, I'll take DJ, I'll take a flyer on him if I can get that five-star brother of his. So DJ Uyilaganle is the highest-profile player, fascinated to see where he goes. Ironically, while DJ is probably the highest-profile player in this class, I think you could probably argue that the best actual quarterback available in the transfer portal NC State quarterback Devin Leary entered the portal on Monday. This is another one that wasn't really surprising, but this kid is really, really, really good. Uh, Four-year starter at NC State last year, a season ago, 2021, through for 35 touchdowns, five interceptions, 3,400 yards. Um, And if you remember, there was a lot of buzz coming into this year about NC State potentially being a playoff team. It was because of this kid at quarterback, and it was because of the defense. Now, unfortunately, he got hurt in the middle of the season. NC State goes with another quarterback, and with NC State going with another quarterback, this kid decides to move on and see where he can end up. What I would tell you, upside is through the roof. The stats are there. Um, This was a guy that I think a lot of people thought could leave for the NFL last year, decides to come back for one more year of college this year. And as it turns out, again, he gets hurt, maybe doesn't have the tape that he wants. He decides to leave where he ends up, I think, is really interesting. Now, I've heard two schools specifically, one I buy, one I don't. I saw Bruce Feldman say that, you know, this was a kid that was recruited to NC State by Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz is now at Missouri. Missouri is, of course, six and six and going to a bowl game. I don't really see it. I think this kid is too good, and I think he can be a missing piece for a really good team that is missing a quarterback. Well, there is one that comes to mind, and I'm not claiming I have any inside information on this specific one, but Notre Dame is another school that's linked to him. And Notre Dame is really interesting because Notre Dame, their starting quarterback, a kid named Drew Pine, 
left their program on Friday of last week. Why that's interesting is for a few reasons. One, he was a starting quarterback. He's from New Canaan, Connecticut. There are reports that he's interested in UConn. Okay, we'll save that conversation for another day. But I bring it up because if if Devin Leary goes to Notre Dame, we know what they have at running back. We know what they have at offensive line. The one thing that Notre Dame has really lacked through the years was a super dynamic quarterback. So keep an eye on that one. Devin Leary is now in the portal. We'll see if any movement happens there. One of many ACC quarterbacks, ironically enough, who went into the portal. Keaton Slovis, you may remember him from USC. He was at Pitt last year. He transfers. Boston College's quarterback, Phil Jerkovich, transfers from BC to Pitt on Monday as well. A couple of the big names in the quarterback world. Spencer Sanders, another uh, four-year starter. He was at Oklahoma State, announces that he will leave. Um, You know, this is one... I'm not, I don't love the game that he has. I love Devin Leary. I love Brendan Armstrong who left Virginia. Don't know that I love this kid. Uh, Four-year starter, sort of accurate, good year. uh, Okay this year, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions a year ago as Oklahoma State went 11-1 and in the regular season, was playing to go to the college football playoff. He's going to end up somewhere good. I'm just saying he's that kind of guy that's going to end up Somebody's going to think that they saved their program by getting him to commit. I don't know if I see that. Uh, And some other big names in the portal on Monday. One, to the Arizona Wildcats fans that listen, and we have a lot, believe it or not. Tough, tough, tough day. Dorian Singer. Okay, how about this? The leading wide receiver in the Pac-12, the number one wide receiver in the Pac-12 in terms of yards receiving this year, 1,100 yards receiving, 66 catches, six touchdowns announces that he is going to transfer crushing news, devastating news. Now there were some issues with him and Jaden Delora, uh, the quarterback. I do get the sense. There's probably some NIL stuff going on here. I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but you could probably take a guess uh, when he catch 66 balls and decide to leave. Uh, that's not, yeah, that that's kind of an assumption you can make. Good thing for Arizona. They are deep at wide receiver. Jacob Cowing, who ironically came in through the portal last year, is back. T-Mac, the freshman All-American, who was phenomenal this year, is back. But tough blow for Arizona. Speaking of tough blows, Oregon lost some key players on Monday. Justin Flo, former five-star linebacker. Now, he's been banged up, but this was one of the top high school players in the class of 2020. Been banged up. He's actually a third-year freshman. Remember, he can redshirt. And he gets the COVID year, third-year freshman, but he's a former five-star from California. Uh, He has decided to leave. And then Dante Thornton, a big play wide receiver originally from the East Coast, he decides to leave as well, really came on strong late in the season. Two tough losses for Oregon in the first offseason for Dan Lanning. Uh, And by the way, keep in mind, losses are not, you know, the good programs are not immune to losses either. Alabama has had about eight, nine guys enter the portal, as we discussed in the Deion Sanders segment. Two worth noting late on on Monday night. JoJo Earl, wide receiver, 12 catches this year. He's really good. He is going to move on. Tommy Brockmeyer, this one's interesting. Former five-star, top 10 prospect nationally. So you go through the prospects rankings in the class of 2021. Top 10 prospect He decides to leave offensive lineman. He's been banged up, hasn't played there. But man, you talk about a guy that could have had a big impact. I'll say this. I'd love to have a a camera on Nick Saban when all this news comes in because he cannot be happy. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, former five stars, Tony Grimes, 
cornerback, was originally a member of the class of 2021, commits to North Carolina over Clemson, reclassifies and plays in 2020. A three-year starter decides to leave Mac Brown's program. Really quickly, a couple notes on the NFL draft. And by the way, that's the portal stuff. We will have plenty of portal conversation here over the next two, three, four weeks. I would guess at least once to twice a week we'll be talking portal. But I bring it up to say there were some news and notes from the NFL draft. First of all, huge piece of news at LSU. My man Kayshawn Boutte has decided to come back. Really talented player. Some people thought he could be a first-round pick. He said he wants to come back for another year. Disappointing news, Jackson Smith in Jigba. He was the star of the Rose Bowl last year. Remember last year, Ohio State plays Utah in the Rose Bowl. Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave, who are balling out in the NFL, they opt out. Jackson Smith and Jigba, 347 yards receiving a Rose Bowl record, uh, has not played this year. First he hurt his ankle, then he hurt his hamstring. Very bizarre situation, kind of feel like there's an agent behind the scenes pulling the strings. He says he will be ready for the NFL Combine in February, but will not play in the playoff. Disappointing news for Ohio State. Also, Anthony Richardson going pro. This is one... You know, listen, I don't tell people how to live their lives. I don't know that he's ready for the NFL. That said, what a Tuesday show. Sometimes these Tuesday shows, you wonder what are you going to talk about? Not today. We had quite a bit, and I appreciate everybody listening to today's Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to subscribe. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. That is all for today's show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred app. Thank you to Bracket Fanatics. And I will be back on Thursday with a new episode. Shout out to Torrent Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you F-head, and shout out to the Heisman Trophy voters. How you gonna put my man, Hendon Hooker, not going to New York and Blake Corm too? We'll be back on Thursday. New Aaron Torres Pod. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.